Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint, and we're here to talk about yet another win on Saturday, Daniel. We just keep doing it. Like, it just keeps Gosh, happening. Does, does your team not keep winning football games? If so, can't relate. Can't relate. Don't, have have um, fun. Don't know what that's like. Is your team Baylor? Ugh. Daniel. If so, just if so... Sadly, I can relate because I've freaking been Baylor before, man. Yeah. Daniel, you just Daniel's starting off this the show strong on Monday morning. Uh, listen, just I am I'm still borderline giddy mm-hmm. from this weekend, Clint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, we're we're here to talk about all of it. We got questions. We're gonna divulge all the feelings that we have. Uh, we've been dying to get them out for a whole twenty four hours, and we can't. We can't stop anymore, Daniel. It just it has to come out. So we're going to do just stop, that. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, Not won't stop. Not looking to stop. Nope. Uh, here on Locked On Bulldogs, we are uh, two fans that love talking about the Bulldogs. And uh, we by no means are insiders or gurus by any stretch of the imagination, Daniel. What are we? Uh, we're Georgia fans. Yeah. That is uh, what we are first and foremost. That is what we do. Uh, we cheer for Georgia. Um, and we have this podcast so that you, other Georgia fans, can engage in a conversation with Georgia fans. This is not a place to, again, like Clint said, get your recruiting fix or um, hear about some college football blowhards diagnose the offensive play calling because Lord no. knows we all know we all know more about Kirby's soft defense than Kirby does. Uh, and so when we say when he says we didn't we didn't play soft coverage, we know better than that. Yeah, so Daniel. We can... Daniel, when you were when you were doing reps for the inside linebackers last week uh-huh. Thursday at two uh-huh. o'clock, what did you uh-huh. see from Monty Rice and Tate Crowder as you were leading those reps? Well, there's plenty of people who will give you that information uh, yeah. if you choose to listen to that. Okay. Um, we are more just uh, Georgia fans. We watch the game, and we have fe- feelings and opinions about the game, as we imagine you do. If you want to join in this conversation, speaking of, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to interact with you. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs.gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Uh, we want to talk about what you want to talk about. Get us your mailbag questions. We do a mailbag every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we know you got thoughts on this Auburn game. Uh-huh. We know you got thoughts on the SEC East Championship. We know you got thoughts on the game against LSU that is now on the horizon. Hello. Uh, we know we know you got thoughts on Texas A&M. Get them all to us. We don't care. We will talk about them on the show on Wednesday. Tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We appreciate all the reviews that we get. Um, uh, hit us up with those five stars, and um, we're going to be here five days a week. One oh, star yeah. for every day of the week, people. Yeah. Okay, Just I like quick, that. Quick question, Clint. Have we missed a day since we started this five-day-a-week format? Not we? one day, Daniel. We're here. We've been here for a month, y'all, and we're not stopping. Don't lie. Don't lie, people. Y'all didn't think you boys could do it. <laughs> y'all didn't think. Y'all didn't think we had it in us. And I get it. Listen, I get it because we hadn't. We were. We were the James Coley of podcasts. Like, oh. People wanted to believe in us, but like we just hadn't shown very much. You Daniel, know what I'm saying? Like we just man. hadn't shown very much. But like James Coley, uh-huh. we're get, we're getting better as the season goes on. Oh, well, we're you trending know what I'm up. Trying to say here, Clint. Well, we're I know. trending up. Uh, Clint, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Is it the fact that we beat down Auburn and they suck? 
Oh, wait a second. Uh, do you not want to moan and complain, Daniel, about how much we suck? No. Nay. No. I, I Man, throw let's that talk to about the, back. the team that actually sucks. Let's talk about how Auburn sucks, just uh, close to Florida suckage, and how we dominate mm. yet again mm. on the road. You remember how on Saturday all the Florida fans were cheering for Auburn? And so. By, it was by the all Florida fans, do you mean the fans as well as their own head coach? What a clown! Clint. Oh my word! What I've, a clown! I this have man never is. in all my years seen a head coach immediately after a game start lapping at the at the name of another team to beat somebody because he couldn't do so. I've never in all my years. Um. Two worst fan bases in uh, in the SEC. Uh-huh. One. You, you sprinkle in a little bit of Alabama fan in there, too, which they wanted Auburn to win desperately on Saturday as well. Yeah, so um, it's a real tough day for Georgia's rivals. Um, Very much. Which makes it a great day to be a Georgia Bulldog. Clint, uh, there yeah. were a lot of fun things about this game. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, of buckets used oh. in the fourth quarter of this game. Um, the bucket supply. There was a minute there when when my son was like, "Hey, Dad, can I use some of these buckets to um, like set up a set up a game in the backyard?" And I was like, "Sure, son. Take them all. I don't need any of them. We're fine. I got we're I fine got the, in here. I got the music playing. I got the the robe is on. We're lounging mm-hmm. back, just mm-hmm. kicking our candles." Feet up. Candles being lit. Candles being lit. I'm staring. Queso. I'm staring in. Queso dip is is just queso. flowing from the in the ceiling. Hand. It's just raining queso. <laughs> and and then the fourth quarter happened. We had to give them all them buckets back. Um, Clint, I, dug, I want to ask you. I some, dug a pool some, in my backyard. <laughs> that's a, that's a one bucket to to end all buckets. Yes. Um, uh, Clint, let's stick with the positives to start. Okay. Let's please. What impressed you most? From Saturday's game, a lot of fun things. What what were what were one or two things that were the most impressive to you? Uh, there's a lot to be impressed about, and we're going to get to much of it. But Daniel, I, much to be said in the off season and leading up to this, uh, we thought our offensive line could really do a good job at run blocking. We knew they were maulers, did we not? Did we think okay, they'll be fine? Big old hog mollies yeah. up there. But we thought to ourselves, hmm. Previous years, you know what we haven't been shown is is how to get back in our stance and protect Jake from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, we gave up a sack. I get that. But do you know how many sacks we we've given up on the entire year? Mm. Is it more than or less than seven? It's less than seven, Daniel. It's less than seven. What in the world? Are you kidding me? Like, just straight out of the gate, this was one of the better defensive lines that we'll face all year in the nation. Just two men who don't move for nothing. We held our own. We not only held our own, we didn't, We again, we gave up one sack. But other than that, Jake Fromm was clean. Uh, he had time. Uh, the run blocking was great. This O-line was incredible. So that was the first thing that impressed me the most. Second thing that impressed me the most, Daniel, I got... I got some two guys on the defensive line that are starting to show me some things and I'm starting to get feels all over again. And I'm staring straight at you, Tyler Clark, Emily Karen. Tyler Clark, welcome back oh, to the party. First quarter, he took a man and he put him on skates for four yards and then removed mm. him, dislodged him like a like a loogie out of your throat. 
and, and and then took a graphic imagery. Well, that's it, it was graphic. I I shielded my that's, son's eyes from what Tyler mm-hmm. Clark was doing no, to that poor that's it. that poor guard. That's right. This son, when you when you one day when you become a man, I'll let you see this. <laughs> but right now, this. it's my job to protect you. Uh, no, that offensive line and Tyler Clark, Malik Herring showed out this game. I was very impressed with those those units. Malik Herring, we are both we're both on record as saying Malik Herring is the most underrated player on this team. The whole period. Team. Correct. I still believe that, even though he is starting to get some mention and some notoriety. I still believe him to be the most underrated player on this entire team. Um, he had a heck of a game, as he has every week. Every week it feels that we're talking about him saying that he just was in the trenches throwing some fools around, Daniel, every week in, week out. Love me some number 10. I want to talk about a, um, a guy and his compatriots that was involved in a big play early in the game with Malik Herring, and that is one Nolan Smith. Um, you remember that play in the backfield? Nolan shut off the the outside lane that uh, the wide receiver running back, who knows what they are over there. Nobody knows. Gus Malzahn, offensive genius. H-Y um, back. Yeah, the, he shut it. Nolan Smith drove his man backwards and closed down the outside rushing lane. And guy just started stutter stepping in the backfield. And round about that time, number 10 came around the corner and just ended his life. Oh, my. Um, These freshman defenders, Clint, are they growing up a little bit? Are they. Right before do we have? Eyes. I should say. I should ask you this: Do we have any freshman defenders left on this team? Because I don't think we do. No, no. They're, I don't, when they're I look out there, I don't playing. see. I don't see any freshman defenders. I see, I see some experienced, veteran, SEC tested, proven, made big plays in the biggest games of the season. Georgia football defensive players. That's what I see. I don't see any freshmen out there. No. No, there's not one time where you look at them and their hands are up at the sideline like, Coach, I don't I don't know what to do right now, Coach. I, I'm no. supposed to against this big man over here? No, they. N- the moment is not too big for any of these guys. Tyreek Stevenson, um, oh. Oh. listen, I love this guy. I think this guy's going to be a great corner one day. Um, but right now, can we just get him roughing up some people? Like, can we just use him as like an enforcer? Type like Tyreek Stevenson is a bad man, Clint. Like, did you see how he closed on that quarterback? Like, did you see he was five yards past him, and then in an instant, Bo Nix was on the ground with his face buried in the grass, like a cougar on a zebra carcass, like Marcavius Big Cat Bryant on Charlie Warner. <laughs> when he got the only roughing the tight end penalty that's ever been called in the history of college football. Have you ever seen a roughing the tight end penalty, Clint? <laughs> Not in a pass play like that where you thought Char- Charlie was on the ground behind the pocket. But no, no. It, it, or you thought Fromm was, but no, it was Charlie. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness on the tight end. On the tight end, I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, Tyreek Stevenson, um, Trayvon Walker, he didn't have a big play to my recollection in the game, no. so it's not even worth talking no. about him. No, just uh, didn't do a walk-off sack. That's not a no. That's not a thing. No, just call your shot and then flip the bat and 
and showboat around the bases. And by showboat around the bases, I mean nearly end the life of the head coach of the football team. <laughs> Um, and Kirby couldn't have been happier with it, by the way. <laughs> oh, Kirby thrilled. Nolan Smith, we already talked about. Um, Clinton, Nicobe Dean, did Nicobe? Hello. Is, how you feel about Nicobe Dean? I can't even remember for the for longtime listeners of the pod. Um, Nicobe Dean, I think, is going to be uh, a good football player, Clint. I I'm, think I'm going to say this right now. Roquan Smith is one of my favorite dogs of all time. But Roquan, bro, you you got you got somebody coming for you. I just look out now. Look out now, because Nicobe Dean's got it all. You and you and talking about the man in pass protection and pass coverage, but he's he's moving his way closer to being a three down back. That's what that's what Kirby said after the game about Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. About we got him in on a third down. We got to figure out how to get him in there on first and second down. That's how I think I'm starting to feel about Nicobe Dean. He's in there on third down a lot. Uh-huh. I think he might be in there on first and second down this Saturday against Texas A&M a lot because Nicobe Dean's just a football player. Monty, watch out, bro. He's he's gunning he just, for you. He's just out there playing football. These freshman defenders, Clint, there's a lot. There's a lot to be thrilled with yeah. on this team. Uh, there's more we're going to be talking about uh, after the break. We're going to come back talking about what, what, what no one's talking about this weekend, but they should be, Clint. All right, Daniel. So that is the question. Lots of pontification, a lot of Mm. opinions Mm. being floated out there. Are there not? I mean, everybody and their mom has a thought on every single aspect of UGA football. Everybody's talking, and and we're not excluded from the mix. We're here five days a week. No. We got thoughts. We are talking. What is it, though, Clint, that – that you're not going to hear anywhere else other than here. That might be an exaggeration that's, to that's say. An exaggeration. But what what is it that that less people are talking about that more people should be talking about? Clint. Uh quick question Daniel. Three touchdowns we scored. Do you know mm-hmm. in the fashion those three touchdowns were scored? What play call uh, or scheme really they were called? Okay. Up? I was like, you're going to have to be more yeah. specific no, with that question. Scheme f- or the a, fashion of football? Yeah, the fashion of footballing. Like, no. Uh, uh, embarrassing uh-huh. for Auburn? Yeah. Like, maybe. It, what? Uh, who's they? They were uh, all passing touchdowns, were they not? First of all, all passing touchdowns. Where were every single eye of every single defender on those passing touchdowns? Were they looking at receivers running routes, or were they all keyed on the backfield thinking that Brian mm. Harrion – DeAndre Swift or Zamir White were going to come barreling down the one or two gap. I, I forget hmm. which one that was. All the eyes of every single defender on Auburn was in the backfield as Eli, Brian, and Blaylock all ran past the only thing that matters, the, the goal line, to score points. Oh, yes. Okay. That's right. Uh, okay. Do you know why? But, Cl- but Clint, uh-huh. but Clint, but Clint, let me stop you right there. Sure. Because did you know we only had the ball inside of Auburn's 40-yard line three times this entire game? Oh, yeah. 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 Did you know that Auburn had 150-whatever yards in the fourth quarter and we had three? Did you know that, Clint? Sure. Yeah, those are great stats. Uh, Daniel, what? those are fantastic stats. I mean, we probably punted hmm. for a bazillion yards. Jake Camarda had... Mm-hmm. 70 11 yards, punts. 11 mm-hmm. punts. But Daniel, if I were to ask you, what's the 
What's really the stat that defines the game? What's the one numerical definition that defines this game? Probably penalties. Penalty yards? Yeah, that's probably it. Time no, of possession. No, 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 no. Nope. Wait, that's time of – no, it's not time of possession. No. Nope. It's probably uh, It's probably points. Oh, what, scored. Tell, tell me more of those. What What is that thing? What is that statistical it's, category? It's hard. It's hard, Clint. And we did that, didn't we? We did, did score the points. As I, re- as I remember, we scored more points and covered against an SEC West team at their house hmm. in November. That, that kind of segues into, into what I think nobody's talking about that they should be talking about, Clint. And that is this. I'll be as succinct with this as I possibly can. Okay. Um, not enough people are talking about the fact that, and hear me out on this. This is probably we out won, there. We won the freaking football game. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting take, no. Daniel. That's a hot take. <laughs> it's, it shouldn't be a hot take, <laughs> but do you know what, Clint? It is. It is it a hot actually, take. Because for some people, and I'm not naming names or pointing fingers here, but for some people, winning the football game doesn't seem to be enough. No. For you. No. You need more. You're special. And so you need a little extra attention. You mm-hmm. need a little extra something, something on the side. You know what I'm saying? Um, Clint, we won the game. It was against Auburn. Yep. They were ranked number 12. It was at their home stadium. And we beat them. Oh, we beat them by... More points than Vegas thought we would beat them by, but that doesn't even matter. We won the game. Do the members of the media think that we're one of the four best teams in the country, Clint? Nah, I, I, I don't know, and I don't care. But they don't. Who, who cares? Who ca- Does the college football playoff committee think we're one of the four best teams in the country? Yeah. Sure. They might. I don't. Sure. Okay. I guess. Do, are we one of the four best teams in the country, Clint? And this is where you might be surprised to hear me say, I don't care if we're one of the four best teams in the country. Do you know why, Clint? Interesting. Hit me with it. Because they don't give national championships to the consensus best team in the country. Did you know that, Clint? Oh, that's they that's don't really so, take a vote. So, for so let me get this straight. Champion. When you play a game in which you can numerically and metrically measure if you are better than somebody, i.e., the score at the final whistle. Okay. Okay. So, so hear me out. So far, we're tracking. Okay, we're tracking. If I keep winning those contests in which I metrically measure if I'm better than another team, and at the end of the year, if I do that more than other teams, then I can say I'm the best team, not fairy tale unicorn land where I hypothetically suppose we're the best team. Is that what you're saying? Some of y'all, some of y'all out there, is what I'm saying, need to decide what you want. You need to decide because some of you want to be respected in the national media as much or more than Alabama, more than you want to win a national championship. That's correct. And if that's you, you need to relearn how to be a fan. Oh, yeah. Because that is not what we're trying to do here. Georgia won the game 
and Georgia keeps winning games, and if we keep winning games, it doesn't matter what the media thinks about us. It doesn't matter what you think about us. It doesn't matter what I think about us. Yep. If we keep winning games, we're going to win the national championship, Clint. That's that's literally it. We win out. We have a trophy. You all can go suck an egg. Like that's that's what Kirby gets to say to everybody else when he raises the trophy. So uh, and say it, he will. <laughs> he'll he'll use some more colorful language than I just did. <laughs> does Kirby use the Does Kirby use colorful language, Clint? <laughs> this. You, I have to. I gotta. I gotta start freaking wearing headphones when I'm watching YouTube videos of the freaking post game press conference now. Uh, speaking of colorful, somebody get Mary Beth on the phone. See what oh, she had to say about oh, that. That's not. Oh, you look right now. Kirby got an earful when he oh, got home. He, okay. he got it handed to him. Oh, you want to see Kirby you know. lose something? Go to the the smart household after that presser. He lost that oh, argument. No. You know darn well, um, Clint. We don't have we don't have a lot of time here in segment two, but we have um, to address it. Well, we have does, to. I feel like do we need to wait till segment three? This is my question okay. to you: Is do we need to wait till segment three? Because I Let's, I feel like I need more time. You need more time. Let's wait till segment three. But before we get there, Daniel, all right, you have something to tell us. But, but before we get there, I need to tell you that talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually. We just blow it off or come up with some sort of a lame excuse, or we just don't talk about it at all. But with Roman, it's easy. To talk to a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and free ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. You get a doctor who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, discreet, and getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked and complete a, uh, an online visit today. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor to take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked. And get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked to get started for free. GetRoman.com slash locked. All right, Daniel. We, let's, let's get right to it because how stupid. And I, when I say stupid, like I've ran out of words. And I don't know how this is possible because you and I are frequently not at a loss for words. We, we this like talking. Five days a week. Five days, five a, days week. a week. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I am at a loss for words for how – and explanation and logic. I mean, the, the, how is Gary Danielson still employed and not, not insta-fired for his stupidity on Saturday, Daniel? That stupidity is – the absolute most benign and neutered way that you can describe what Gary Danielson is uh-huh. and was and, and presented himself to be right. on Saturday. Uh, not only is Gary Danielson on record on this podcast as being the worst booth personality in the world, football-related only. No, listen to me. I would rather Beth Moens and Beth Moens' pet cat call a game than I would Gary Danielson and Larry Munson call a game oh, together. That word. is how I feel about Gary Danielson, friends. 
You can pair him with the all-time GOAT, and I would still choose anyone else to listen to while I watch football. Gary Danielson is not only the absolute worst when it comes to football, but then a a legitimate medical emergency happens on the field. I thought she was paralyzed, Daniel. I'm not kidding you. I thought she was paralyzed from the neck down. I was waiting, and uh, sorry, I can't remember. What's the sideline reporter's name? Uh, oh, yes. Jamie. Yeah, is it Jamie or at all? Yeah. yeah so I, I was waiting for Jamie, and it was like six minutes into the ordeal that they went down to Jamie Riddle, and Jamie Riddle said she opened her eyes. Oh, yeah. And I legitimately breathed a sigh of relief that she wasn't dead because no one had addressed the fact that she was even breathing. She wasn't moving. That. She was quite literally. She was laying completely motionless on the ground. And don't act like when Brian Harrion's knee hits you in the temple at full speed that that's not enough of an impact to actually like we're talking Injured. about to actually injure a le- a legitimate medical emergency. Brad Nessler's doing everything in his power mm-hmm. to try to keep Gary Danielson from being himself from Garying. But Gary Danielson is just so oblivious and unaware of the situation and is 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 cracking jokes. Like literally cracking jokes. And I'm not just talking about before he knew that it was a photographer who was down. After he knew it was a photographer who was down, he was laughing. Yep. Who is this person? Like as to your point, how is he not fired? How is there not like how are more people not talking about this? You want to talk about what people aren't talking about that they should be talking about? Gary Danielson is the absolute worst thing that there is. I I don't know if we can make this happen, but we need a Twitter campaign or a mailbag campaign. It it has to be done. We have suffered enough under the tyrannical reign of Gary Danielson and the blackmail he has on CBS executive producer of College Saturday. Like, I- Listen, as long as Kirby is the sheriff in town, we are going to be playing a lot of 330 CBS games, friends. Yes. So something must be done. Something must about be done. Gary Danielson. Okay. He is the absolute worst. worst. All right. Okay, Daniel. Enough. We, Enough di- we digress. Um, we digress. Uh, Daniel, I have some word association game. I'm going to give you a phrase, and I want to hear your reaction to the sentence or the phrase or the question that I pose to you. Okay. So little okay. little word association. All right. Okay. Our okay. offense against LSU defense. Go. Hot knife. Just the hottest red hot knife into room temperature butter. That's LSU is the room temperature butter. Yes. Uh, to DeAndre Swift's scalding hot knife. They yes. gave up 38 points. And are you sitting down, Clint? <laughs> Please hit me with it. They gave up 400 yards rushing to Ole Miss. <laughs> no. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They get. I'm sorry. They Alabama. They gave up to Alabama, right? No. Oh no. They gave up over 600 yards of total offense to Ole Miss, and they gave up over 400 yards rushing to Ole Miss. Now, Clint, I ask you. Yeah. <laughs> who has a better rushing attack? 
us or Ole Miss. Just speculate. I don't. I don't know that uh, second baseman playing quarterback for them. Good old, good old <laughs> no. Plumley, who is. Well, there's some Georgia fans that really wish he was in Athens right now, which I don't know. I mean, we've never seen Dewan Mathis take a snap. So we to have be not. fair. Who yeah. knows? Who, who knows? knows? I, I don't know. But 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 I do know um, this. But listen, that that defense for LSU is not just bad. No, it's legendary bad. Daniel, I'm gonna give you one. You said you said Ole Miss, but you know they they. They had uh, they had a game against Vanderbilt this year, Daniel. I heard. Gave up heard. 38 to the Commodore. 30, 38. They gave up they gave up dang near 40 points to both Ole Miss yep. and Vanderbilt, Clint. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, my word association is easy like a Sunday morning. Daniel, just just DeAndre Swift out there like just cruising down the boulevard. Just hopping in and saying, "Oh, you guys, you guys want to go for a ride? Where should I take this? Where should I go?" Easy like a Sunday morning. Listen, we got plenty of time to talk about this LSU game, but 2017 Georgia versus Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Clint, was that the best offense in college football against the best defense in college football in that matchup? I'm not saying it was a blowout. I'm not saying it was comfortable the whole game. No. But I'm just saying, did they run us out of the gym? Uh, nope. Did we hold our own? Did we win the game? That's all that matters, I hear. Georgia versus LSU feels a lot like that it to me. It really, really does. Uh, how about our head coach, Kirby Smart? This is where I had to do some research on this one, Clint. Okay. I couldn't come up with a word association that I felt like was appropriate. Okay. And so I went to the internet, an old friend, where I, where I, where I always go. And I came across this article. <clears throat> I think the word that I'm going to go with is um, uncaring. <laughs> that's, that's who Kirby. I came across this article. The article's on bustle.com. Never, never. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Okay, is this something that I need in my browser history? Is no. this no? It's not. It's not. It's it's not. It's not that. It's it's, okay. an, it's an article by a young lady named Toria Sheffield, and the title of the article is Five Signs That Your Partner Doesn't Care About <laughs> You Enough." I just want to read these five things to you, and you see if it reminds you of anyone. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Five signs that your partner or head coach okay. doesn't care about you. Okay. Okay. Number one, they disregard your feelings continually. Yep. Mm. Um, they're self-absorbed and only talk about themselves. Well, they take forever to respond to your text. Yeah. <laughs> now this one you have to ex- this one you have to extrapolate a little bit, but maybe just where it says text, maybe just put in reporters' questions. Exactly. Okay. Um, they don't seem to care about what's important to you. Come on, come on, guys. That, that is that is what Kirby has on his mirror every single morning he wakes up in the bathroom. And number five, Toria Sheffield's Bustle.com article, Five Signs Your Partner Doesn't Care Enough About You, 
you often find yourself making excuses for them. Now, Clint, I ask you. Yeah. Does Kirby care about us? Nope. No, he does not. He no, he does he not give. give he does not give one rip about what we think, about how we think the team looks, about what we wish the offense or defense did more or less of. He does not care at all. And does it hurt my feelings? Yes, it does. Do I feel, do I still feel like I wish we did things that we don't do? Yes, I do. But I want a coach that doesn't care about what I think because he's the coach and I'm not. It's, it's That's Kirby. Quite to me. literally his job to not care about what you think and only do what's best for the team to win. That's, that is his number one directive. Correct. Okay. Uh, Daniel, I, I feel like that's just, that's the walk off right there. You just you just walked us you just walked us off. That was beautiful. Well done, sir. That's it's it was really Kirby and Tori of Sheffield. Shout out to you. Kudos to you, Tori of Sheffield. Great, great article that you put out there. We appreciate um, that. Yeah. No, uh, we're well, going to be back tomorrow. Talk. We get we get some we more will. recap. Man, we got lots more to talk about this game, man. This game. There's more meat on the bone. We're going to come back from it. We're going to talk uh, about takeaways that might translate to LSU a little bit more. We're going to play Would You Rather. uh, And we're going to get excited, nervous, and don't sleep on for uh, the game coming up against A&M this Saturday. So uh, we'll be back. Daniel, again, five days. Not stopping. We're here every day. We'll be here tomorrow. Will you be here tomorrow? That's the question. Go ahead. Come on back tomorrow. Come on back. We'll see you then. See ya.